Hello and welcome to the Balancing Act podcast for working mums. Here you can find the tools and inspiration you need to overcome the constant juggle and live with more simplicity, ease and fulfilment in your everyday. I'm your host, Debbie, a balance coach and a working mum myself, and I'm super happy to be here with you. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Balancing Act podcast. As always, it is wonderful to have you here, so thank you so much for tuning in. I am absolutely delighted to be sharing another guest interview with you this week. And this time it is my absolute pleasure to introduce Samantha Bowley. Sam is a fertility coach and we are chatting all about how the journey from planning to get pregnant through to trying to conceive can really, really affect our sense of balance. It's something that impacts so many areas of life and can often feel like a pretty extreme roller coaster ride. And on that, I do just want to preempt the episode by making you aware that we also talk about fertility challenges. And so I would invite you to practice some self-care here especially if this is something that you might find difficult to listen to. Please remember that you can choose not to listen at all. You can choose to cut the episode short. And um, also, if you're aware um, then that this is something that is difficult, then make sure that you're in a safe and comfortable place and have some, some self-care at the ready. The reason that I felt so compelled to invite Sam onto the podcast is that that time of trying to conceive is one that we don't tend to talk about a lot at the time for you know, many very obvious reasons. It's something that is very personal and it's a journey that's unique to everyone. But I also felt compelled to you know, speak out a bit about it and let people know that particularly if they are struggling, then they are not alone. And there is help and support and community available out there. And Sam offers some of that through her work. I'll put a link to her contact details in the show notes. And that includes a free Facebook community that she hosts, an Instagram profile and a website that contains details of how to get in touch with her if you would like any further support. So please feel free to to make use of those resources. And with that, I shall um, look forward to diving into the conversation. Welcome, Sam. It is wonderful, wonderful to have you here today. Um, I've been so looking forward to our discussion. And I like to start every guest interview just by like introducing yourself. And could you tell us a little bit more about what your own balancing act looks like just now? Okay, so um, thank you for having me, Debbie. It's a real pleasure to be here. So thank you. And uh, my balancing act. So that's quite interesting. Um, 
I'm a mum of a 15-year-old boy, so obviously uh, that's quite up there in the priority of things. Mm-hmm. And he's currently going through the year 10 assessments, which are very strict, the, his first proper exam experience. So that's interesting. Um, And I'm also running my business as a fertility coach. And I also help other people with um, lots of different issues that they have. Uh, But my priority is my fertility coaching, which is my absolute passion. And uh, what else? Oh, I'm also a wife. So and a a dog, (laughs) a dog mummy. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I think that's probably where I am at the moment oh fantastic so yeah lots of um lots of very different priorities for you then yeah yeah Yeah. um like I think that like I always like to acknowledge the fact that like the juggle is is real for everyone and um yeah that definitely feels like the case starting up a business in itself (laughs) is like a thing um but when it comes with all the other priorities there's there's a lot going on um so yeah thanks for your time today um and yeah I guess why I was interested in having the discussion is we I haven't talked about fertility on the the podcast before I haven't talked about it much on on social media myself but I think through like my own experiences and those of, of others that I've come across like it's really come to me how how much fertility and particularly fertility challenges can really impact the the sense of balance and I sort of becoming more and more aware of how it can like infiltrate lots of different aspects of of life and I guess I really wanted you to have you on to speak today to sort of raise a little bit of awareness of that yeah um because I think that it's something that you know it's it's obviously a very personal issue and can be something that's quite difficult to even acknowledge never mind talk about even with those close to you so yeah I would just be really interested in getting your reflections on how how fertility in general can um impact the sense of balance and yeah we can take the conversation from there and see see how we go see how we go okay so you're you're quite right um when you're having fertility challenges it does affect every single aspect of your life and I think probably the first thing that you have to acknowledge is that there's any sort of challenge to yourself firstly So for a long time, you can be in a bit of a state of denial. It can be a thought that's fleeting or it can be in the back of your mind all the time. But you don't really want to voice that to yourself. Once you've done that, often it's that conversation with your partner. And often, uh, in my experience, that conversation can be really quite challenging in itself because often your partner doesn't want to acknowledge that there may be a problem either Mm. because once you acknowledge that there may be a problem then especially from um, a man's point of view men are often quite forgotten in this uh, conversation but actually they have their own issues and challenges too Um, it can be difficult for men to have to think about going to see the doctor and 
all this medical in intervention which they think should just be a natural thing and if it'll happen it'll happen etc cetera, etc cetera. so that in itself can be a really tricky conversation to navigate um, and I think that the more open and honest you can be and the commu communication um, that you can have with each other is really vital at that point mm. okay and then further on, you, you're then getting um, all relationships can be affected. So not only with your partner, but also with your family, with your friends, um, with colleagues, with even strangers in the street. You know, if that fertility struggle goes on for a while, it, it can really just ripple out really to everything. Mm. Yeah, I'm really, um, I'm really interested in where you started there because I think that even, even if there there aren't fertility issues as such, like you know, getting pregnant can take a long time, just naturally, just because that's yeah. the way this the statistics work out, yeah. I guess. Um, Con like, con contrary to what we were told at school yes, and still yes, are told at school. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's it. Um, and I know for me, like when I started looking into like numbers and things like that, I was like, how on earth does this like work for anybody? You know, the chances yeah. are so, like just even naturally, the chances are so small. And I think that it's just really worth acknowledging that, that even if there, there aren't issues as such, it's, it can just take a long time. And, and like, I know I'm like naturally a scientist and somebody who tends towards numbers and it's really difficult like not to get caught up in the research and you know, the numbers and tracking things and um oh, yeah like it can really take over um but yeah what you said then about then like if it goes on for like a longer period of time it it's very it's a difficult thing to make a call on because you're really then you know you're changing things up and like in over something that already feels like a very sensitive issue and bringing somebody else on board then can be quite difficult oh yeah it's a big it's a big thing um and I think it's the expectation isn't it so when we're taught at school it's it's all about not getting pregnant mm. it's all about prevention and so we we aren't really educated in our cycles for a start you know how our body really works um as you say the, the chances of actually conceiving you know we almost have this expect expectation as I did myself that oh the first month I try well that's going to happen then and then you know you might think okay so it might take a few months but realistically you should be trying for over a year before you go to the doctor anyway mm. um, unless you're over 35 and then it comes down a little bit yeah and a year can feel like a very long time um, it can yeah and in that year as you say you can be um you can be really starting to focus on um ovulator uh, predictor kits and yes. you know you know which day you're at in your cycle and fertility signs and you know when you need to be doing the baby dancing and all that stuff you know <laughs> so. yes yes I know there's always something more to do isn't there to like help um <laughs> So what, how does your, where does your role as a, a fertility coach come in to this? Okay, so my role as a fertility coach is, um, you, you know, you're talking about awareness and I'm really passionate about raising awareness about 
mindset and how important that is in the infertility just generally whether you're struggling or whether you just want to get into the best possible place to conceive and maybe you've already got one child or two children and you're you know having fallen quite quickly before you're now struggling to conceive it you know this isn't talked about so much um so really what I like to do is with clients identify what the issues are um, clear anything that is an obstacle in the path so um, yes I talk about things I'm not a nutritionist or anything but I do talk about the importance of diet and those physical things I'm far more interested in how the mind works and how powerful the mind is in affecting the body so uh, manifesting the most fertile mindset that you can have to optimize the chances of success um, and that can be success in um, obviously falling pregnant but it can also be success in maintaining a pregnancy um, you know so if, if somebody's had several miscarriages before or maybe they've had a termination in the past that they're feeling guilty about these are things that can actually affect you falling pregnant again Mm. yeah so I can really I can see how because it's so it all feels very interlinked I guess yeah Um, it's all about the mind and the body together and and of course infertility when you go to clinics when you go to doctors everything is about the body mm -hmm. Uh, nobody's talking about the mind and the mind um so so if I tell you if somebody's going through an IVF cycle if they have hypnosis Uh, the studies showed that actually there's a 50% increase in success rate. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. Because I think the mindset, it's like, it's important for that, but it's like in terms of the the pregnancy, but I also feel like it, it feels very important for every other aspect of your life as well, because we, we, touched on there and I know we've talked about before how it can then like influence your ability to perform at work for example where like maybe it takes a knock-on effect on your confidence for example or you just can't stop Mm -hmm. thinking about it so like is that something that you see coming up a lot? Yeah one of the fundamental things about um, fertility um, coaching if you like is the fundamental thing of bringing you back into balance because we we become so out of kilter we become it's very easy to have your whole focus on conceiving on you know on that just overtaking your whole life in so many ways um so it can be you know your relationships as i said before it can be um taking up your thoughts at work it's almost like there's no escape from it Mm. when actually you need to be living a life in between so yes you might be on a fertility journey um, you might be trying to start a family uh, you might be trying to add to your family but when it starts becoming almost obsessive thoughts everything is around that all of the time that's you're not in balance Mm. and it's really and, and actually it's really fundamental to become balanced in order to optimize your fertility yeah I can see that and I think that like I imagine that that it it really builds up when you feel like you don't have an outlet or you don't have 
someone to really you know an independent person to talk to so like I would imagine that that's one of the real benefits of of having a coach on hand because it's somebody who's like a bit further removed from the situation and then like that outlet maybe is is very beneficial and then you know taking the repetitive thoughts away because you're able to express them to someone and not just keep them in your head Yes. So it's it's that. It's also identifying any unresolved issues that may be um, underlying. So when when we have challenges with fertility, anything that might have been <clears throat> excuse me, anything that might have been um, laying a bit dormant in the background. So say for example, if somebody's got um, a, a core belief running that they're not good enough suddenly on this journey it comes up and smacks you straight in the face um so or maybe you've got a fear of failure you know so you can see how that can really have a a massive effect on you and um you know it just is really important to be able to uh not feel isolated to feel connected to um, speak to somebody who actually understands, but can also teach you the tools moving forward that you can help yourself. So that's the other thing that I'm really, um, really passionate about is empowering my clients. So they're not relying on me. They actually go away with tools for life. So not just for fertility journey, but they can use them for so many things. Mm, I love that I think that, and like that feels so important for building awareness in general that like yeah that the individual can feel empowered and then maybe the awareness spreads out from there because I don't know how you feel about this but I wonder if like the awareness in general is as good as it could be so for example in workplaces I don't think it's it's typical that there's like a good awareness of issues or um, it's not like openly discussed and I think that but like for you know a lot of females it will it will affect their day-to-day life and their life at work absolutely absolutely I'd love to see um, and you know hopefully in the future this is a direction I would really like to take I'd love to see actually uh, policies fertility policies in the workplace because it's it is absolutely a massive thing um, to be at work and not to be able to express uh, how you're feeling, what your hopes and dreams are, but also on a really practical level, if you need to go to appointments, you know, rather than having to make up the 10th, you know, uh, dental appointment (laughs) in in a month, it would be really nice to actually just be open about it, you know, um, and to get the support that you need. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And know that there's, there's sort of, yeah, there's not the, the judgment there that, yeah. that can, can often hold people back because it's a very, yeah. like, it's a very vulnerable time, I think. Um, you know, like getting pregnant in general is a very vulnerable time. And um, yeah, opening up about that is, is incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about, um, you know, the fears that come along with that situation as well, because, you know, it, this this um, situation when you are experiencing challenges can be isolating in itself. Is I think it's a lot better now than it used to be um, with groups and things like that online. Um, but even so, in a work environment, you're going to be worried about your job 
you know, are, are you going to be passed over for promotion? Are you um, going to be on the top of the list for being made redundant, if that's the situation? There's all these things that can really be in your mind. Whether they're real or not, the effect on your body of that fear is not what you need to support your um, chances of conceiving. So it's very counterproductive. So even if you are in a in a work situation where you think, oh, well, I can possibly, I mean, it's just not an option now at this time. Even so, it's important to have an outlet somewhere else where you can offload those fears and resolve those fears and clear them so that you're not adding that almost like fuel to the fire of all the stress and anxiety of everything else that you're going through mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah yes absolutely oh, absolutely absolutely I think it you know it's it's like stress is sort of a compounding thing isn't it it's, it's rarely down to like one key contributor it's the, the compound effect of all of these all of the stories that, that build up and, and yeah. can be yeah become very burdensome and I imagine like when you talked about relationships earlier, I imagine that it's the same um, sort of structure there where you're, it's like at a time when you need other support, but other people around you are going through their own things. There can be yeah. a bit of conflict arises there. Is that something that you typically see? Yeah, I've, you know, when when I've had clients going through um the fertility their own fertility struggles it can often be you know if they have a sister or brother you know and they're not having problems and they're having one child and then another child and maybe even another child and this client just can't fall pregnant at mm-hmm. all so that you know all of those things can really deeply and profoundly affect somebody on a really deep level uh, especially when it's siblings or close friends and it's all those unexpected pregnancy announcements that a lot of people really struggle with and that could be in the work environment that could be family that could be your best friend it could be you know a colleague it could be anybody mm-hmm. or people but, you know it hits you yeah yeah or I think people asking questions where you know they they maybe just haven't thought an awful lot about you know offhand comment about, because you know I know when you know you you date somebody and then people ask when you're getting married you get you get engaged yeah people ask me when the wedding is you get married people ask when you're having kids they're you know, people yeah. think they don't think things come up just as like a habitual part of conversation but things like that can be really yeah like you know so it's the family it's the family party when you yeah. haven't seen people for a long time that can can really be difficult mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I've, I've, and who, who wants to stand there and say, "Well, actually, you know, it's very, it's, yeah. it's very, can be very socially awkward." And yeah. how much do you want to share? Do you, you share different levels of things with different people, don't mm-hmm. you? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I think like that's one thing that I've become really mindful of through like my own journey of motherhood. You know, it's like the words, the particular words you use, or the questions you ask. It's like I think it becomes so important just to think twice about what you're actually asking yeah and is it absolutely from a place of like true meaning or are you just making conversation I guess and so like given that this is such a like a vulnerable sensitive time for people like how how do you 
create that sort of supportive environment or like safe I guess environment for people um I'm thinking you know if anyone is like on the verge of reaching out but feels a bit like unsure about you know, joining a community of people or even just getting in touch yeah yeah so um it's really important really important to me to create a, a really safe environment and uh the the way that i do that is the first thing is and anything that is said is completely private and confidential, not repeated to anybody. Um, and that is really important to me, um, ethically, that that is understood. Um, secondly, there is no judgment about anything ever. So I feel pretty unshockable, really, bombproof. Um, so it's really important that somebody who works with me is completely open and honest because when somebody's really open and honest and they trust me and they know that I'm just there actually to help them it doesn't matter what the issue is I'm just there to help them to um, identify and resolve it and clear it so that they can actually move on to much more possibilities you know and bring that into to their life then um, magic happens Mm. So when you, you talked at the start about um, working a lot with mind, mindset shifts, but um, can you give us an idea of like what sort of tools you use or, or what have you seen to make a real, that makes a real difference to people? Okay, so um, the tools that I use are solution-focused psychotherapy. So the, the clues in the title are solution focus so it's not going over and over and over and over and over problems that just embed the problem it's actually um, obviously we have to talk about what the problem is but then we're very quickly moving on actually to solutions right for, for that um, I use hypnosis as well um, and as I said before um, it really is amazing uh, tool for being able to change subconscious patterns because a lot of uh, the things that impede us are actually in our subconscious mind we're not consciously aware of them mm. so it's like being able to um, have a, a recording that's that's going on in the background of your mind and being able to go and record over it with something far more helpful because because always these things have started at a place where it's been trying to help us and maybe it was a solution at some point. Mm -hmm. um, but as time has gone on, uh, that belief that we may have formed at a particular point in our life is actually not helping us anymore. It's trying to keep us safe, but actually it's impeding us in, you know, to where we want to go. Um, and I also use EFT, which is emotional freedom technique. And that is also known as tapping. So uh, may have come across tapping before and that's a little bit like acupuncture without the needles, um, but you can go really um, quite deep following the energy back to mm. where an issue may have originated from. And then I've, I do uh, matrix re-imprinting, which is um, being able to go into those um, memories on a quantum field level and being able to get some understanding and resolution and actually completely change the feeling of that so that going forward it's almost like it collapses all of those beliefs going forward 
and then you are in a different place because you feel differently in mm. the present. Yeah, so when you talked about those the subconscious beliefs, it's things that like happen so reactions that happen or thoughts that happen so automatically that you almost don't even notice that yeah. that they're there because that's always that's been your natural or default way of being for so long. Yeah. If you um, if you got a, an A4 sheet of paper and you put a tiny little dot with a pen in the middle of it, the little dot would be representing our conscious mind. And the rest of the paper is what we run subconsciously. So if you think about how we breathe, how the blood runs around our body, mm-hmm. you know, um, we don't think about operating our lungs, do we? Yeah. Or, um, or even if we just reach out for something, we just do it. So um, we, we all learn to walk and talk and run and, you know, all of those things at one point, but we don't think about how to do that now because it's, because they are repetitive things that just run on our subconscious mind. Mm. And so the same thing um, happens with thoughts and emotions and reactions. And, you know, have you ever become angry at something and then not really, real, you know, you're angry, <laughs> but you don't really understand quite why you have that reaction? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah absolutely and I can it's see it's just a trigger yeah absolutely and I can see that in that context that um like those those thoughts and beliefs they 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 influence all aspects of our life so although here people might be um you know you might be working with people to to support them through fertility actually this has a much wider impact and you know can equally show beneficial effects in oh, other yeah. aspects of life yeah, it ripples out to to everything. So mm. um, yeah, so when you, when you change the feeling, the fear our feelings are like our inner guidance system. So when you change the way you look at something or the way you feel about something, everything changes. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's like like looking out of a, a window and then moving your head and seeing a different view, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think like there's a lot, I guess, that from those mind, sort of mindset shifts, it's, it's very similar to a lot of what I work with clients on too, because it's, it's like these are like the almost like the fundamentals of, of so much of, of what we experience. Yeah. And, and it's all our, our bodies and our minds are always searching for homeostasis. So they're always just trying to bring us back into safety and balance. Mm-hmm. I think it's all about safety and balance. And when we become unbalanced in an area that's when we start realizing that we have problems mm, yeah. and issues that come up and I, th- and I think particularly with um with the fertility journey I think that there are so many strands you know you've got diet you've got um your environment you've got beliefs and thoughts and it can very quickly become very obsessive so the more that you can do things to bring back into that state of balance, it is so important. It really is um, getting into that state of balance and then you can start enhancing and preparing. Um, but you have to do it from that, that platform, if you like, of balance from that foundation. Yeah, I totally agree. And like I so when I talk about balance, I talk about it very much as a feeling. Um, and I think it relates a lot to like the feeling of empowerment that you were talking about and feeling that like you, 
you know you're clear on your values and your beliefs and you feel like you can live by those and you're the one who you feel like you have you know you can take charge of that I guess and because when you don't feel that way it can be it's really difficult it's really it's really challenging place to be yeah yeah it, um, it is yeah and and if you if you think about your past, we're all unique, aren't we? Every single human being is unique and we come with our own set of issues and beliefs and all of that stuff um, that needs unpacking. But if you think about it, if a lot, well, 95% plus of our behaviour and our thoughts and emotions and all of that stuff is subconscious, then if you just look at your past and you don't, change things that have happened there it's going to in some ways just dictate your future mm-hmm. yeah and it's the I think the awareness is the very first step the awareness I agree yeah yeah absolutely um so for anyone listening and um, so most of our our listeners are mums already but if if anyone is facing fertility challenges what would be your your advice to them Well, I would start really thinking about um, calming down your system. So looking at your stress levels, anxieties, fears. Also just thinking about from the past uh, issues that you're having now, you know, where have they come from? Um, So just, just having a think about it, even if you just have a think about it to see if you can get some understanding of where you're at. Um, and really understanding the importance of bringing your body and your mind into balance so um, that they are working together, not against each other. Mm-hmm. Because even if, you know, there's mums that are listening to this, there are many mums and actually there are mums who may be struggling to have their second or third or fourth baby um, who may have fallen pregnant really easily initially and there's almost not a stigma but there is almost a reluctance to voice that actually you're struggling because you've already got a child or a couple of kids and so people don't view it in the same way and you can feel that you're going to be judged mm. so just really understanding that it doesn't matter how many kids you've got. If you want a child, you know, that's what you want to focus on. It's about making sure that you have the tools to really put yourself in the best place mentally, emotionally and physically to support that. And the mind is so underrated, not spoken about and so important. It is a massive piece of the jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, because I know that you work um, quite a lot with unexplained infertility and um, I imagine that that's particularly difficult, like a second, third, fourth time round, because you know that, you know, it's it, like you've had a child already, so you know it's possible. But then when it comes, like it must be more difficult the second time because you don't understand why it's not happening. Yeah, that yeah, time. that's right. Yeah. And you don't know what's happened between, you know, you know it's having a look at, what happened when you did fall pregnant and you know what what are the circumstances around now mm-hmm. that's different but the more the more you stress the more you you know there, there's this thing about focusing on what you do want and that's great and fantastic if you find that you're focusing on all the negative things 
then that's what you need to be aware of because mm-hmm. the energy it's our energy systems in our body as well are holding on to uh, things from the past too so you you know it might be for example um you know i've had clients who've had a really not such a great birth experience and so you can see that once you've cleared the unresolved issues around that birth experience they can fall pregnant yeah on a subconscious level if you're scared of giving birth you've got a phobia developed about giving birth or you've just got a real fear of it um you can see how that could actually subconsciously go oh not doing that no Mm. thanks no Mm. thanks we we just don't think we do that again because i'm i'm saving you from that trauma Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's like a natural reaction in a way, isn't it? But I can see when you said about the, you know, where you put your focus between the positive and negative, I can see that like, particularly if things are unexplained, it, it's very difficult to focus on the positives, like even more so, I guess, because you don't feel like you've got a, like a a tangible piece of information almost to latch on to. Um, I can see how it's, yeah that spiral can can start thinking you know what is it I don't you're sort of searching for an answer almost yeah you're searching for the for the answer so that you can fix it Mm. um so when you have a say say you've been diagnosed with PCOS you can fix it because even though that brings its own challenges um it's almost as you say you can latch on to that and, and fix you know you've got a path to go down i think with unexplained infertility and why i find that so interesting is not only was it part it was actually my journey but i can see that uh, for so many people who i speak to they had the same feeling that i did which mm. was completely lost and stuck because because now we're not talking about so now all the medical things have been done all the tests have been done and there's nothing wrong with you. But why am I not falling pregnant then? You know, mm-hmm. and it's so it's almost uh um you can almost feel a bit angry about that because it's frustration. Yeah. Um, because now you don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine if and when you talked about it feeling like isolating and lonely, I can imagine those feelings really come up because you feel like yeah, you've almost been yeah left in a way yeah you've just been left and it's okay so what next Mm -hmm. what next I can see that yeah an incredibly difficult journey to be on um which I think is why this awareness and raising um awareness of your community is so important so on that note just to wrap up where where can we find you online um and yeah I was thinking maybe we could particularly highlight the the Facebook group that you've you've created Okay, um, so right, so right, so uh, my website online is www.samanthabowley.com, and my Facebook page is Samantha Bowley Fertility Coach, and on Instagram it's the other way around, so it's Fertility Coach Samantha Bowley. I really should tie those up, and my group, if you want to come and join me there is fertility support uk fab and um, that's on facebook 
Lovely. I shall link all of those in the show notes as well for anybody who would like to click through. But um, yeah, I've been on the group myself and it's a lovely, like supportive. It feels like a very nurturing, caring environment to be a part of. So, yeah, I think that's it's a fab, fab resource to have. Lovely. Um, well, thank, thank you. you so much for your time, Sam. Really appreciate it. Um, really appreciate this, the discussion. Um, really enjoyed it and I feel like it's yeah it's helped build my awareness as well even though it's something that I've been very conscious of I think it's something obviously that you sort of live and breathe and and it's great getting getting your insight yeah lovely thank you so much Debbie it's been an absolute pleasure Uh, thanks Sam Bye. bye thank you so much for listening to this episode of the balancing act podcast if you'd like to connect with other working mums just like you who are seeking more balance in their everyday, then come join us on the free Facebook community, The Balancing Act for Working Mums. If you've loved what you've heard, I would be incredibly grateful if you could rate and review the podcast on your favourite platform so that we can spread the word to all the working mums out there looking for more balance. Until then, I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Bye for now.